Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community. Your host is Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. This hour is designed to inspire, inform, and to help you live better with cancer. Now, here's your host, Kim Tibaldo. Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an internet radio show that focuses on informing and inspiring people to live well with cancer. I'm Kim Tebaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. The Wellness Community and Gilda's Club have united to become the Cancer Support Community, one of the largest providers of cancer support in the U.S. and around the world. Our services are offered at over 100 locations worldwide and online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. On today's show, which is being brought to you in part by Azi and Morphotech, we'll be talking about Open to Options, a new free program of the cancer support community designed to help patients prepare for cancer treatment decisions. Uh, we certainly know that after a cancer diagnosis, sorting through treatment options can be uh, overwhelming and daunting. And open to Options is available through the Cancer Support Community's toll-free helpline. Uh, if you have a pen handy, I'm going to tell you the number. It's 888-793-9355. If you don't have a pen, grab one, and we'll uh, repeat that at several points throughout the show. We also offer it face-to-face at uh, some of our affiliates around the country. Uh, the program really aims to bridge the communication gap between patients and doctors so that when folks walk into their doctor's appointment, they're prepared and they walk out uh, uh, confident and, and feeling good about their decision. Uh, we know that the first treatment decision for someone with cancer is uh, often the most important that they may make. And, and when you schedule an appointment with one of our open options specialists, you're paired up with a licensed uh, a professional counselor, someone who will help you identify and organize your questions, your concerns, your expectations, so that you can have a productive doctor's appointment and choose the decision that's right for you. Um, it, originally, in a study funded by the, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, uh, we found that open to options did, in fact, uh, decrease patients' anxiety and patients felt that uh, the program led to a more productive appointment with the healthcare team. So on the show today, we'll provide you with an overview of this great new resource, free resource. Um, we're going to hear how better uh, understanding your treatment options and your personal goals will help you make the treatment decision that's right for you. So in the next hour, uh, we'll be hearing from two wonderful guests. First, Vicki Kennedy, Vice President of Program Development and Delivery at the Cancer Support Community. Vicki is one of CSC's leaders in creating face-to-face and online programming to serve people people affected by cancer. Welcome, Vicki. Thank you. Glad to be here. And we are also here with Trish Horton, a multiple myeloma patient from Iowa who used Open to Options to navigate her, her own treatment options, and we look forward to uh, hearing from you. Thanks for joining us, Trish. Oh, it's nice to be here. 
So you both bring uh, quite a bit of uh, valuable perspective to the show, so we're going to jump in here with some questions. Vicki, I'm going to start with you. Um, I, I think everybody knows that in recent years, cancer treatments have become more advanced, more effective, but frankly, also more complicated. Um, so, so let's start with the basics, Vicki. What is treatment decision counseling? What does that mean? It's a mouthful. And why is it especially important today? Well, that, you know, that's a great question, a good place to start because there's actually, Kim, a whole science and art behind making decisions. You know, when you think mm-hmm. about all the decisions we make every day and, and really when you get to the really big, important life decisions, there actually are some techniques and, and, uh, and, and ideas around how you can better make decisions, decisions that you feel confident about, decisions that you feel that you've made in a well-informed state and that you're really, you, you really have less regret over that decision. So, we, you know, it's so important today with cancer treatment being as complicated as it is. Sometimes we're presented with many options. You know, in the old days, you were maybe given one or two different kind of treatment options. Now there may be several options that are all good for you. And so how do you choose between those options? How do you know what's the right treatment for you, for your situation, and this point in your life? And that's what this program is about. And wouldn't you say, Vicki, uh, sort, you know, sort of not in, not in the too distant past that, that um, uh, the doctor would pretty much say, hey, this is your treatment plan, this is what we're doing, let's, let's go. And the patient really didn't have a voice in that or, or the patient wasn't really faced with choices. Right, right. I think they oftentimes um, you were just kind of given a, a plan and, and you, you weren't, weren't sure even what questions to ask. And I think today, not only are there a lot of a lot more options that may be available for your type of treatment, but there's so much information out there, and people are often inundated with all the information on the internet, and then all the books and the advice people give you. And so you really are trying to figure out how do I make sense of all that and come up with the right questions for me in this situation, knowing that I have a very limited amount of time with my doctor in order to ask those important questions. So Trish, let's, uh, let, let's get a little bit of your story here. You were diagnosed with multiple myeloma three years ago. Um, what was going through your mind when you, you, you first heard that news? Tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, well, I had, had undiagnosed lots and lots of pain, back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, and um, had not been feeling well. Um, then I kind of got into a crisis situation where um, the pain was so horrific that I was in the emergency room, and mm. and um, you know it never really crossed my mind that it was cancer. And and then so when I down the road a month or so, when scans came back with suspicious things, then I was um, even up until I had an appointment at the oncologist, it just didn't dawn on me that this was cancer. So when he said multiple myeloma, a term I've never heard in my life, um, and and the words came out of his mouth, this is uncurable, but mm. treatable. I think I was blown out of the water. I, you know, I was devastated. I had, um, at the time, a 14-year-old still at home, and I'm a single mom. Mm. And I thought, what what's going to happen to my kids? I have three kids, actually. But I, I just thought, this is I just didn't know if I was gonna survive. I was in I was in a very sick state and then to get that news it was yeah. just it was devastating. 
and and where do you start? What do, you know? Or how do you start dealing with this? And now you and live, I'll, Trish. You live in Iowa, I think. Is that right? You live I do, in Iowa, yeah. But you sought a second opinion from an oncologist in Texas. So, so I imagine that well, might have added to the, to the challenge of re- figuring all this I had out. A reoccurrence um, last September, September of eleven. Um, I had a reoccurrence of my cancer, and at that time, I did um, I did seek a second opinion in Texas. I work with Mayo Clinic in Rochester, but. At the time, I wanted to make, yeah, I was I was worried I was making the right decision because you know it's kind of a matter of life and death in my in my case. It's not, you know, the decisions you feel are too crucial to to how your life is going to play out. You know, so yeah. I did. I flew to Texas to seek a second opinion at that point, and that's when I used um, open to options. So yeah, so to so bring us to that point, so you turned okay. to open to options to our our treatment decision program when you had this recurrence. So, you know, tell us about your experience with the program and how it helped you reach a treatment decision. Okay, well, um, at the time of my reoccurrence, I had lesions in my ribs that had formed in my ribs. I was in such horrific pain; no amount of pain medicine was even touching it. So you can imagine my despair. My my disease had reoccurred. Um, I'm in such pain. I can't can't sleep. I can't do anything. I can't manage my pain. I'd been to my doctor in Rochester, who was out of town, and wouldn't be back for a month. So I I was a very distraught individual to say <laughs> say the least. Um, I went to Gilda's, which I'm a member of for the last two years in a support group, and. And the social worker there had just finished a training to open the options, had just come back and talked about it at support group. And I said to her, I need to meet with you, like, right away. Mm. My, my appointment in Texas was, like, in two or three days. I was flying myself. I didn't have anywhere to leave my daughter. I, You know, I was just an emotional wreck. I sat down with her, the next, I think, the next day and went through... Um, that process, and I felt like a weight had been so lifted off my shoulders when I left that day because I knew that I was going into that appointment ready to to ask the questions I needed to find out. And, and when you're that sick, you don't know what kind of day you're going to have when you get to that doctor's appointment that day. Yeah. Some, now, there's some days you go in there so sick, you don't even care what the answers are. So I I knew if I had those written down now, I was prepared, you know. So yeah. it was it was a weight off my shoulders that you can't even imagine to come home that night and, and sleep and think, oh my gosh, I'm I'm prepared to go down there and do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I will be eternally grateful for that <laughs> for the way that all played out. It it, it was amazing. Well, it's great to hear um, that uh, that feedback, Trish, and that the, that the program was helpful to you during that time. Um, we're going to, in the next segment, we're going to drill down a little bit more on the program, what it's about, how it works, so people, you know, actually understand the the practicalities of what we're talking about. But, but Vicky, until we uh, we got a couple minutes till this break here, but um, is is Trish's situation a, a, a you know a typical situation? Is this what we're dealing with? I mean, she's you know getting an opinion here, get across the country for another opinion, getting conflicting information, and you know, is this essentially what we're talking about with this program? 
It is. It is. And I think, you know, I, I so appreciate, Trish, you sharing how, you know, you were in pain and you were despairing and you were scared and you were looking for a way to kind of make sense of it and find some control, right, about how, what am I going to do next? And so we are hearing this from patients across the country, whether they're newly diagnosed whether they're, you know, just have had a recurrence of their disease like Trish had experienced or perhaps making another important change in their treatment around where they're being treated or, or even potentially, you know, is it the time to stop treatment? So people, and they're having to make these decisions under such stress and physical uh, discomfort at times that this program is really a lifeline to help them to do that in a, in a very structured and organized way just to take that relief off so that you can feel more prepared. Uh, yeah, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. And um, uh, Vicki, we're we uh, we're offering this program uh, as I mentioned um, through the telephone, where folks can set up an appointment at eight eight eight. Seven nine three nine three five five. We're also offering it face to face at uh, some of our sites around the country. I, I uh, did Trish access that program face to face at our Gildas Club in Iowa. She did, I believe, Gilda's Club at um, Quad Cities in Davenport, Iowa. So we have this program available at several of our affiliates across the country and more learning, uh, becoming trained in the program. So uh, you can um, go on our website at cancersupportcommunity.org, and we have a list of all of the local locations. And then it is also available on the telephone because sometimes, you you know, like Trish said, she had an appointment in a couple days. She needed to do it quickly, and we can do that as well. Excellent, excellent. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. We are talking about treatment decision-making today. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community a global network of education and hope. Cancer, it's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand, choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. 
help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer, created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Today's episode is being brought to you in part by Celgene and Genentech. I'm Kim Tibaldo, and today I'm joined by Vicki Kennedy, Vice President of Program Development and Delivery at the Cancer Support Community, and Trish Horton, a multiple myeloma survivor from Iowa. We're talking about Open to Options, which is a new cancer treatment decision counseling program of the cancer support community. We've just heard about how treatment decision counseling is, is uh, really of, of, of critical importance, of growing importance in this complex uh, environment. And uh, in the next section, I want to uh, I want to talk quite a bit with Vicki and focus on how exactly the open to options counseling um, program works so folks can kind of get their head about uh, around this, uh, you know, how this program actually works. If you are someone who is facing a, a, a treatment decision or truthfully, if you're facing any kind of decision, in your cancer journey and you want to speak to one of our trained counselors, we have this wonderful free program, Open to Options program, uh, available to folks. And we want to make sure that all of those who are listening today that you're aware of the program and we want to make it available to you. So, Vicki, can you explain exactly how the Open to Options kind of process works? Sure, sure. So, oh, Open to Options is, is really quite simple, and you can either call our, our 800 number, as, as you shared earlier, or to schedule an appointment with one of our trained, licensed Open to Options specialists. And they're, they're trained in doing decision support counseling around cancer-related issues. They understand the, the dynamics and the challenges and the pressures uh, that patients and their families are facing as they're making uh, critical life decisions. Uh, so you would make a schedule, make an appointment. That appointment can run anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes. We can do it on the telephone or in person if we have um, a trained specialist near you. And that specialist will work with you to take you through a series of questions and discussions to help you organize your questions and concerns about treatment. So, for example, we would help you talk about, and we would actually be typing while you're talking, and we would tell you that so that you know we're typing while you're talking, but we would begin to develop your own personal list of questions, asking you about your situation about what your goals and objectives are with treatment and other aspects so that at the when we finish at the end of that say 45 minutes we actually will have a typed written list of questions that you have developed yourself and we've helped you organize it a little bit to prepare it for the doctor and then we can email or send that or hand that to you and you can take it to your doctor's appointment either to refer to yourself or to share with your physician 
So, Vicki, I know um, obviously every person, every diagnosis is unique, and so you talk about this question listing that every that our counselors help folks create a personalized list of questions and, and, and concerns for each um, individual patient. You, you touched on a couple topics. Can you elaborate, Vicki? What are what are some of the questions or concerns that that people typically have? Can you give us some more um, examples of the kinds of things that folks are struggling with and really are kind of processing with our counselors? You know, there there are a lot of uh, you know, similarities. You know, uh, again, I think it's I do want to stress that we do not direct the patient to any particular treatment, nor mm-hmm. are we experts in all of the different treatments available. So we we are completely neutral on um, on on what type of treatment that they're that they're looking at. What we really want to do is capture their questions, no matter how simple those questions might be. Oftentimes, a, a very simple question many many patients have is, how quickly do I need to make a decision? Mm-hmm. Perhaps there's a little bit, I have. do I have some time here or do I need to make this right away? Maybe I still need to talk to other specialists or gather more information. So frequently people ask, how quickly do I need to make a decision? Uh, many patients uh, ask or, or, or end up wondering, is there a, perhaps a clinical trial that's right for them. Um, Are there, um, you know, I know there's good cancer treatment out there, but what else is coming down the road? Is there something I should be trying that's new and exciting uh, that might be available in a clinical trial? So people often ask questions like that. And many times their questions are around just trying to understand the disease and its treatment. Really, what type, you know, what type of breast cancer I have? What did my pathology results show? If I take treatment A, will I still be able to work versus treatment B? You know, questions where they start to really begin to, to, to drill down so that the doctor understands their personal situation and knows um, a little bit more about them in order to help the, to then together with the doctor make the right decision. And what about, Vicki, if I'm a patient who wants to uh, stop treatment or you know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, I've been dealing with all kinds of different treatments over a long period of time. Maybe my disease is advanced. I'm thinking about, you know, considering maybe stopping treatment. Is that something that uh, folks can discuss with one of the counselors? Oh, absolutely. I think it's such a critical time to, to again, think through all of the issues that are at hand and to really have a good conversation with your doctor about, you know, if, is it time to stop treatment? How do I know that it's time? What, 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 what kind of care will be available to me moving forward? Will I be in pain and how might that be controlled? So again, I think the person has many questions. Could be there's some family issues at stake where maybe family members aren't quite ready for that person to stop treatment, but they're beginning to wonder about that discussion, having that discussion with the doctor. So it gives the patient an opportunity to really think through what do I want to ask and how can I, how can I be prepared? Because, you know, we've all been there, right? You get in your doctor's appointment and you get kind of nervous and, and you know, you, you think of some things and then the minute they leave or you're walking out to your car, you think, oh, my gosh, I wish I had asked that question. Um, so I think that particularly when you're looking at issues around uh, perhaps, you know, is it time for hospice care? Those are very difficult and often emotional discussions that perhaps if you have a written question list in front of you, it helps you feel a little bit more in control of that time with the doctor. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you know, I know, Vicki, today there's so much information um, on the Internet. There's a lot of opportunities for patients to do uh, qu- quite a bit of research, you know, getting some good medical information, uh, you know, this uh, this drug versus that drug. Well, um, you know, this one might lo- look like it's a little bit better for me based on my research or, you know, I see this one has a lot of these different side effects and, and so I want to make sure I'm getting the, the medicines to, to manage my side effects. And, uh, you know, so... Obviously, patients feel quite empowered uh, in that research process oftentimes today, but how can open to options be more helpful than just kind of doing your own research and, and you know, writing down these questions that you're, that you're generating from what you read on the Internet? Oh, so, so if you just do that on your own or, you know, for example, there are a lot of uh, websites out there that will provide a list of questions, kind of generic questions you should mm-hmm. ask the doctor. And I think the difference here is that those are general questions. It may not be questions that really get to my personal situation. You know, we had a, a patient participate in Open Options who was a single mother with young children who really, uh, she was the primary wage earner and she needed the doctor to understand that the treatment choices she needed to be looking at were going to be ones that she could hopefully continue to work as much as possible. So it was important that, you know, through this through this kind of counseling process, we can make those questions really about you, about what you want to accomplish in your treatment. Um, so, you know, it isn't that, that, that you may get every, you know, everything you want in that treatment discussion, but you at least will have an opportunity to be sure the doctor knows. This is what I want the doctor to know about me personally before I leave this appointment uh, so that we, you know, we can be a better partner around planning my care. Uh, so it is hard. It's hard to make sense of all the, the, that material that's out there, uh, mm-hmm. but it's good to be informed. It's good to learn as much as you can to come into an open to options counseling session where we can help you organize your questions in a meaningful way for the doctor and then take that question list to the doctor's appointment and you will be you will be so pleased with how much more productive that meeting goes with the doctor so you're, what you're saying is this, it, it's not that there's a right decision but there's a right decision for me and what the, this kind of helps me get to the context for that like what's the right yes. decision for me and why Right, exactly. What's the right decision for me, and why? And 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 um, how can I how can I be prepared so I don't get kind of nervous and befuddled in that meeting, and I'm not sure what to ask. And I remembered somebody told me to ask something. You know, we all get you're nervous and you're excited and it's emotional, and maybe you have just a few brief minutes with that doctor um, or the nurse in the clinic, and um, this this just helps you put it all together. You know, we don't go to many meetings in our lives kind of not prepared, right? I mean, even for this call, for the show today, I had a few notes set aside for myself. Um, Wouldn't we want to go to an important appointment with a doctor similarly prepared? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As we're getting to our break here, uh, uh, Vicki, can you just uh, give a little bit more information about how folks can, can set up an appointment? Um, and, you know, after making an appointment with an open options um, counselor, what other information would be helpful to, you know, to make the most of that appointment? Well, uh, certainly through, you, you can call our uh, 188 
793-9355. We have uh, a brand-new Cancer Support Helpline sponsored by the Amgen Foundation to provide open-to-options counseling free of charge by the telephone. Um, we also can provide you with some educational materials. Uh, the Cancer Support Committee has frankly speaking about cancer materials on, on many different types of cancer. And we have information about clinical trials so that you can learn more and become, a, become more informed to ask, you know, to think about asking your doctor, is there a clinical trial right for me? So that information, just arming yourself with that information, contacting either by phone uh, through our cancer support helpline or going online and finding a cancer support community near you that has has a, a trained open to option specialist on staff, then they can sit down with you and take you through the whole appointment and really in a very, very short order have you, have you leave with a question list that will help you with that appointment. Great. Um, we're going to take a quick break here uh, We're going to, uh, and then we're going to pull Trish back into this um, conversation. But if you've got a pen handy, if you want to call to set up an open to options appointment, uh, you can call us toll-free at 888-793-9355 if you're facing a, uh, a treatment decision or, frankly, any other meaningful decision in your cancer journey and you want to speak to one of our counselors, give us a call at 888-793-9355 um, to get connected with an open-to-options counselor and set up that appointment. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Uh, I'm your host, Kim Tebaldo. Today we are talking about the Open-to-Options program, uh, a free treatment decision counseling program. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Steps to a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. Cancer. It's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community a global network of education and hope. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Today's episode is being brought to you in part by Millennium and Amgen. I'm Kim Tibaldo, and today I'm joined by Vicki Kennedy, Vice President of Program Development and Delivery at the Cancer Support Community, and Trish Horton, a multiple myeloma survivor from Iowa. We're talking about Open to Options, which is a new cancer treatment decision counseling program of the Cancer Support Community. And as Vicki mentioned, we're grateful for the Amgen Foundation's support of the new uh, our new national helpline uh, and uh, the Open to Options program, which is offered through that helpline. Uh, we, we've heard about t- treatment decision counseling, why it's important, how the new Open to Options uh, program helps cancer patients make a treatment decision. I, I want to talk a little bit more about why uh, Open to Options uh, works, and I want to hear uh, from Trish. She's uh, a patient from Iowa who's actually been through the program, was, was uh, faced with some challenging decisions uh, in her own cancer journey. So, so, um, so Trish, you, uh, I know you've been participating at the Gildas Club Cancer Support Programs there in Davenport. Um, tell us a little bit more about uh, how you learned about the Open to Options consultation and, and um, you know, what it was like for you kind of going through that, developing your question list. And then, you know, I know you took the question list um, to your next doctor's appointment. And, and how did the doctor react? What was that like for you? Well, I um, heard about it at Gilda's at my support group, and, um, you know, I, I know the social worker, so that was fortunate. She knows a little bit about my journey, but um, I went into it bringing a few things, questions that I, you know, thought were important, and, and it's helpful to people. If you, I have a regular running list of things that come to my mind in a little notebook that I keep that I jot down because for the next appointment, you know, you might not remember that when you get mm-hmm. options or when you talk on the phone to someone. So if you come in, you know, with a little bit of that, that's helpful. Um, I love the process because it wasn't her forming my question. It was her pulling out of me what was important to me and my mm-hmm. visions. And it just made me really focus in and, and realize what's important in this treatment decision. You know, my quality of life, that's, you know, one that was more important to me because obviously with three kids, I want I want to feel well enough to enjoy my time with them. Um, where my treatment was at, you know, I went into it thinking I could, I would be willing to go anywhere to get treatment to save my life. But, you know, when I started thinking about, okay, displacing myself, my family, get my support, you know, it really made me examine what I wanted for the rest of my life, what what was important to me and my family, and not not just, you know, a doctor's decision. This was my decision. And and she and they and we prioritized it, what's most important mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it also took a little bit of the emotional element out of it when I got there because I had thought through this. To me, it was, to me, it took a little 
I was a little less emotional at the appointment, knowing what I needed to know. Instead of, you know, focusing on my emotions, I was focusing on getting the answer to that specific question now. The doctor seemed very pleased with my questions. Um, I think I think all doctors want desperately to answer your questions, and mm-hmm. they want to help their patients. That's why they're in this field. So I think I've gotten great reactions. I did it also the last appointment I had at Mayo, and, and they both thanked me for coming with a list of questions. Do you think that it helps the it helps the the um, appointment go more efficiently? I mean, I know we know oh, how limited doctors absolutely. are in terms of the amount of time that they have to spend with us. Do you feel like it helped to move the uh, the appointment on more efficiently oh, and yeah. get to a decision I, I mean, that was going to work for you? I've actually, you know, think we spent less time because you're organized. You're, you know, and and when I look at my questions and everyone's checked off. I, I know I've got my answers. I don't have to sit there and think, oh, let's see, I wonder what else I need to ask about this. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're, you you feel feel confident that you've, you've gotten what you came for, and I think it gives the doctor a good sense, a good feeling, too, when a patient walks out and they they have gotten their answers to their questions. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you are you in treatment now, Trish? I am. I've been um, on chemo since last November. I'm looking anxiously forward to July 31st when I'm going to go off um, chemo so mm-hmm. see what happens. So, um, yeah, it's a process, and, you know, I will continue to use open options because, you know, this journey is still going on, and, and it will change. You know, my status will change, and, and uh, it will help me. You know, throughout the process, I went last time before I went to Mayo because, uh, of course, my questions change and my treatment's different than it was six months ago. And, yeah. you know, so I will continue to use it. And, I, you know, I urge people to use it. I wish I'd had it in the very beginning because it's been a long journey without, you know, of learning by myself yeah. the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and people, you know, I think it would ease people's mind to to go through this process and know that they've thought this through. Like like you mentioned, you know, you want to go in as prepared as possible. This is your life, you know. Yeah. And it is very emotional. And I've done the I've done the things on the internet, and and I think you should be very informed. But you know, while you're informed, you need to be organized and and ready to. To answer those questions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, Vicky, I find it interesting. Um, Trish talking about how her her doctors were very positive about her bringing this list in, having done the research, having had the counseling, and coming in with this list of questions. Um, is that generally the response that we're hearing uh, uh, from doctors that they that they they they're enjoying this? They like the process. That it it helps with the visit. It helps with the decision making. Yes, I think um, 
they they have been so incredibly positive. We had, and one doctor really phrased it well. He said, you know, after open to options, people aren't coming with more questions. They're coming with better questions mm. in kind of in an organized way. And I think that, you know, doctors, they're, uh, Trisha, you hit it right on the head. You, you know, they really do want to answer the questions that are most meaningful for you, and they want to use that time with you in the best possible way. So they love the tools, any tool that kind of helps make that conversation better um, because they're, they're equally excited about getting to the right decision for you. Um, so, yes, they've been very positive, um, very, you know, perhaps a little initially like nervous. Well, does this mean they're going to come in with too many questions for me to answer or too too, too difficult, and, and, and they're, they're just thrilled. They look at, because essentially the question list you go into is one page. It may fall over a little bit into a half of a second page, but we're not talking 10 pages of questions. Um, it's prioritized so that kind of you get the, I think Trish even shared that, you're, you helped prioritize your questions so that you know you at least get to the most important questions uh, today in that visit. Uh, so the doctors, they look they they have loved it and and feel such a sense of relief that they've really answered the questions that you were most concerned about um, because they're you know they're they also you know more and more patients are coming in with stacks of articles they've printed out from the internet etc and it's hard to get through all of that information in one visit so if you have a list of questions something as simple as a list of questions you know even if you don't do a full open to options decision support counseling program even just the very act of writing down your questions can help make a difference for you in that appointment, and that's what we're most concerned about. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think it's important to mention, Vicki, we've we're got a couple minutes to our break here, but I do think it's important to mention that this is a, you know, that this is a proven program. Um, I mentioned earlier in the show uh, that um, uh, originally there was some funding from the Centers for Disease Control to really study this program to see if it worked, to see it was a, if it was effective, and, and uh, so it was really done in sort of a scientific way, that study. Can you share a little bit uh, before we get to our break here about what was found? In that in that research study, and and um, you know, has the information been presented at, at, at professional meetings and things like that? Yes, this uh, this was a very important research study in which we were really looking at the impact of decision support counseling in that study, particularly for patients with blood cancers, you know, leukemia, lymphoma, multiple myeloma, and others that were really think you know facing difficult treatment decisions. And nine out of ten patients who participated in that study felt it led to a more productive appointment with their physician. Most all patients feel that felt that the physicians were able to answer the list of questions that they brought in. And more importantly, many of these patients, in fact, a significant number of patients had a reduced feeling of distress and anxiety. They felt like they could kind of breathe. Trish described it so well that they could kind of relax a little bit more and they were prepared and it was a little bit less emotional and more focused on the, the facts at hand. 
around, and what do I do now? So they had a reduction in distress and anxiety, and 90 days later, a significant number, almost all of the patients felt confident that they had made, they had met, worked with their physician and made the best treatment decision for them. So that feeling of confidence, that reduction in distress, gosh, what more can you ask for for such a difficult, difficult time in your life. So we, we love it, and the physicians love it, and the patients, and Trish, you know, hearing your story is so reassuring that this program is so important to people at critical times in their lives. So, Vicki, just remind folks, if they're just joining us, uh, we're talking about Open to Options, which is our treatment decision counseling program. Um, if if uh, you're facing a treatment decision or if you're facing any other important decision in your cancer journey and you would like to call and set up an appointment with one of our trained counselors and, and set up a session, for, you know, a 30, 40-minute session to really talk with a counselor and create this a question list to take back into your doctor to help you with this decision-making uh, process. This is a free, new free program that the cancer support community um, is offering. And, and uh, Vicki, just remind folks how they could uh, be in contact with us to set up the appointment. I think the, be- the best thing is to call our cancer support helpline at one eight 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 seven nine three nine three five five and you can talk to a, a, one of our uh, open to option specialists there. They can try and help you find out if there's a open to option specialist at a cancer support community near you. And Great. if there isn't, uh, they can also provide you that service right there on the phone. Fantastic. This is, uh, frankly speaking, about cancer. We're going to take a quick break here. Please uh, stay with us for our final segment. Steps to a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaides, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Communities, Frankly Speaking About Cancer Series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Cancer. It's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Today we've been talking about Open to Options, a new treatment decision counseling program of the Cancer Support Community. Again, if you would like to call to set up an appointment for an Open to Options session with one of our specialists, you can call us at 888-793-9355. We're nearing, unfortunately, nearing the end of our show here. This has been such a great um, conversation, but I'm going to ask first Vicki and then Trish, I'm going to ask you guys both the same question. What general recommendations do you have for someone who's uh, uh, looking to make the most out of their uh, uh, out of their oncology uh, oncologist appointment and and uh, you know how to get to a how do we get to to a good decision, Vicky? Well, what's your advice for those folks are approaching some of these tough decisions? I think very simply, be prepared. You know, get get gather the information that you need. Um, identify the questions and concerns that you have about what what treatment options are in front of you, and think that through and 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 have it written down. Even writing it down can make such a difference. So I think really being prepared. Don't go. You know, even as overwhelmed and concerned and distressed, or even as Trish was saying, in pain and despair. Trish, somehow you found the courage to be focused and be prepared for that appointment, and it was helpful to you um, and, and really made a difference. So I think that's critical. And Trish, advice you have to offer if someone's been diagnosed with cancer and, and, and uh, you know, how to improve that communication uh, with their healthcare team, you know, how to get themselves onto a, a good path where they feel empowered and feel confident. Um, well, don't be afraid to ask any question. There's no question that, you know, you shouldn't be able to ask in your treatment. Um, it, it's your life. And, and, and make make your list a priority. Make Sit down with someone. If you can't do open options, sit down with your spouse or your kids or whoever and, and have them help you come up with that list of questions. It's so important to go in there prepared and also if you can, take someone with you to that appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've done both, and believe me, if someone's with you, I have them write down everything that doctor says at that appointment, and I can focus on the questions that way. And sometimes, you know, two ears are always better than one. You'll come out, I'm, I may come out saying, well, did he say, and, and the other person said, oh, no, he didn't say that. He said, you know, I wrote this down. He said this. Mm. So... You know, I think it's just, and the, and the moral support to have someone there with you, you know, and, and that other person may think of something that you have not even thought of, you know, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, be prepared. It's important. I've learned on this journey of three years of appointments, don't just go into, just don't walk into the doctor's appointment and expect them, expect them to to know what you're thinking. This is your life. It's your journey. It's your body. You have, you need to, you know, you're in this fight and you have to be prepared for it. And, and no one cares as much as you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. That's oh, beautifully God. said. 
Beautiful, yeah, it said, is Trish. well said. I, and 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 Vicky, I mean, is is um, you know, Trish's Trish's experience with open options similar to 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 you know what you're hearing, what you're hearing from others. I mean, she's an amazing person, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, she is. Well, but are other well, patients I, getting out of this program what what we're hearing from Trish about being calm, about taking control, about you know setting your own priorities, about you know being able to navigate this a little bit better? Yeah, it really is. It's, you know, so much at the cancer support community, we talk about, you know, being empowered by knowledge and, and, and we talk about strengthened by action and sustained by community. And, and Trish, you really embody all of those things. I mean, you took the knowledge that you needed to create a question list that was important to you for your treatment. Uh, you took action by taking that list and by taking people with you and, and really taking control of how you wanted that appointment to go. Uh, for you, and you've been an active member of Gilda's Club in Quad Cities and, and really surrounded yourself with a community of support, and that's, you know, what Open to Options is about. It's really about being empowered and being an active partner with your healthcare team, that, that you are a partner in this. It's not just someone telling you what to do, that you do have uh, the opportunity and the, and, the, and the responsibility in some ways if you're able to bring important questions to the table. And your healthcare team will be thrilled. They will be so happy to know um, that they are now helping you in the way that you want, that is most beneficial. So I think it, it is very much what we're seeing with uh, hundreds of patients across the country who are participating in this program and, and thousands more as it continues to grow. And Vicki, just a quick recap, um, uh, Open to Options, what is it, what will folks get from it, where can they find it? Open to Options is a free cancer uh, decision support counseling program to assist you with your cancer treatment decisions, whether you're newly diagnosed, facing recurrent disease, or any other major decisions along the cancer journey. The service is available free of charge by telephone and where we can connect you up with some of our local cancer support community affiliates who have trained, licensed cancer support open to option specialists who are specifically trained in treatment decision support counseling to help you develop a written question list that you can take with you to your doctor. You can even email it to your doctor ahead of time. Some patients are doing that as well. And it will help make that appointment with the doctor so much more productive and meaningful so that you can feel less distress, feel more in control of your situation, and feel like you come out of that meeting with your doctor with a true mutual decision about what treatment is best for you moving forward. And Vicki, I think you you, uh, you you mentioned it's important, but the, the, these specialists are are are, are trained uh, folks, but they're very highly qualified to deliver this service. They are. They are all um, trained, licensed mental health professionals that we have specifically trained in cancer support decision counseling, which is a, a highly specialized field, and really understanding all the complexities and the challenges and the stress facing people making cancer decisions. Um, so we have those 
specialist available by phone. We can also provide open to options in Spanish. We have a Spanish-speaking open to options specialist available um, on the phone who's available to um, schedule appointments as well. So we really want to uh, get the word out. And we're so appreciative that Trish was willing to share her story about how open to options has been helpful. And Trish, I'm especially excited to hear you say that you've used it again and again uh, so that it's, it is a skill that kind of once you learn it, you can use it again with other appointments or even patients have told us they've used it with other big decisions that they've had to make uh, in their life uh, following cancer. So um, it's a fabulous tool and can be very helpful uh, at difficult times. So it's skills for life, really. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's really about being open to options in everything that we do, knowing that there may be many options on the table and we may be under stress and and and, and despair and uncertain about which options are right for us. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to see the forest for the trees when you're in that situation. And this will help you with that, develop a path for your treatment. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I just I want to thank both of you for being here today to talk about this uh, uh, fantastic new service uh, of the cancer support community and, and why it's so important uh, to be prepared, why it's so important to, to, uh, to access this free service. As Vicki said, you know, the, the, uh, the specialists are highly trained professionals um, who provide this counseling. They've been trained in this particular program, but they also uh, have been, uh, you know, uh, professionals, social workers, psychologists who've been working with cancer patients for many, many years. So they really are experts in the, in the cancer patient experience and, and uh, experts in these um, kind of treatment decision paths. And, and uh, I know they're anxious to, um, to, to, help, to help you and to help your family through uh, some of these difficult decisions. So we do hope you will call 888-793-9355 to set up an open to options uh, appointment to speak to one of our trained counselors for one of those sessions. Um, I just want to remind folks, Cancer Support Community uh, is a, a national, uh, international organization. We've got centers around the country, uh, in, in uh, abroad, in Canada, and in, uh, in Japan, and um, we've got uh, 57 beautiful sites around the country where we provide support groups, education, nutrition, exercise, stress reduction, free of charge for people with all cancers at all stage of illness, and, and also our programs are also available for family members, loved ones. We have programs for kids that have someone with cancer in the family. So uh, visit us at, at cancersupportcommunity.org to find out about our many programs, to find a, um, a center near you. Um, we want to dedicate our show today to Trish. Uh, Trish, we thank you so much for being here and for empowering others to take control of their treatment decisions. Um, we're so grateful that you chose to share your story with our listeners today. Uh, again, please visit us at cancersupportcommunity.org or call us at 888 888- Seven nine three nine three five five. It's been such a pleasure uh, having both of you on the show. This is frankly speaking about cancer. Until next time, be well, do well, live well. Thank you for joining us for Frankly Speaking About Cancer with your host, Kim Tibaldo. We're here for you every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the meantime, stay connected online at cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.